1: Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Hello
2: everyone, another big show ahead of us. I am James Broadhurst joining me in the studio, Leah Ernest, and uh, this week we've got him, Callum Robson. You're in the studio with us, how are you? Yeah, good, I'm finally back. Uh, made it this week and... Didn't break down, so that was a positive. Yeah, no engine troubles this week. That's good to see. Good to have you on board. Leia, how are you?
3: Feeling great. Good to have Kale back again.
2: Indeed, indeed it is. We've got a pretty, pretty big weekend ahead of us, don't we, Leia?
3: Yes, lots of thrilling races coming up, especially at headquarters. We have the All-Stars Sprint Heats. But of course, before we get into that into that, let's chat about racing Mandra on Friday. Some highlights we would like to get into. Race four, a mixed three four over the four oh five. A very good field engaged here. We've got Cerberus Manelli out of box one and Mauritian Sniper, Wasabi Bob. Wasabi Bob. Torsa Speed Force. I'm with Speed Force here.
4: From no, box 8. No surprises.
3: I am, <laughs> I am a fan. I think I mean look she her last her last race let's maybe disregard that she has been racing in very good form she hit a bit of traffic last week but with this outside draw i think she'll be able to avoid that traffic
2: yeah got uh, caught up in the same interference that uh, that uh, messed up Torres's run same race last week look uh, this is a real tough race to pick in, in my opinion speed force in um, box 8 uh, yeah i I, I was on it last week. Uh, not entirely sure. It's not qu- quick early, uh, this Greyhound. I, I'm really struggling to find, a, to find a winner out of this one. Cal, what are your thoughts?
4: Yeah, Speed Force does have the early speed. The only problem with Speed Force, it needs a bit of room to produce that early speed. It's more of a mustering dog. And the dog to the inside Webbit Fire is also very quick and wants to use a lot of the track. So there's a good chance Speed Force can get trapped wide in this race. Um, Cerberus Benelli and Classy right aren't suited to the inside. Both want to use a little bit of the track, the dog that's down in grade here and will be winning one soon is Mauritian Sniper. Very quick early. It hasn't been getting the start right, but on my map here, it gets a lot of room. Wasabi Bob likes to use a little bit of the track. Um, one and two both aren't rapid early. If Mauritian Sniper can get the lead here, I thought it was a pretty good run last week. Although the time wasn't that great, it got gone to a bit of a bumping jewel in a better race. So um, if the prices permit, I'd be going with Mauritian Sniper. But uh, Wasabi Bob's was in great form has good early speed, just has to deal with Miss Lulu, who will come across.
2: But uh, Webbeck fires up in grade, but he's racing very well. You just mentioned a lot of chances there. Maritian Sniper, that was the question I had there. Uh, Guys, what has happened to this dog? Obviously, a little bit of improvement we saw from this uh, Greyhound last start. But uh, earlier this year, this dog was super consistent, running really nice times, gone a little bit off the boil. Yeah, it was first up for a while last start, so could probably forgive
4: that and was racing over that 302 metre um, before uh, leaving the track. So um, back to 405 suits and it's probably the best beginner in the state.
3: All right. Well, yeah, I, I would say a pretty open field here. And as you mentioned, Cald Speed Force, he doesn't really have, sorry, I did say she before, he doesn't really have that early speed, but a lot of good chances in a race four. Now let's take a look at race seven, a 405 free to all and a Buster the Brute. Drawn fantastically last week. There we go, waiting for that. Out of box one, drawn again out of box one. Cal, what have you got for us?
4: I think it's a bit of a times and margins job. This one, perfect box. Royce Manelli likes to use a lot of the track. Uh, Buster can march up and I expect him to go very quick. He holds the fastest time this year over the 4.05 and I'd be disappointed if he doesn't get the end again.
2: You want to go back and have a listen to his uh, win last week? I'm sure you do, Cal. Yeah. And Buster the
5: Brute hunts up on the inside and then followed by Mauritian Sniper, the favourites in all sorts of trouble. Tandem at pace was next, second last Royce Manelli and last of all, tying him off the back, they go up on the inside, Buster the Brute pushes through, takes the lead in second place was Tandem at pace, but Buster the Brute draws away, wins by two and a half lengths in second place, tandem at pace, Royce Manelli was third ahead of...
2: Well, you're obviously confident uh, once again, Kel, got that? Uh, got the poll uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be staying favourite, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll improve with racing as
4: well. He's coming back off a little break and a few hiccups, but um, new property settled in well, and this week he's um, been absolutely uh, flying at home. So uh, he'll improve
2: here, and I'd be disappointed with a clean run if he doesn't run around 22.40. Other dogs that potentially might be a fly on the Ointman here, Tan, but Pace, we know uh, what a good dog this is. We know what we're going to get from, the, from him as well. He'll... He'll start uh, towards the rear of the field or, or midfield and, and come home strongly like he did last week. Turbo Fun, another one. Uh, tough tough race for him, I think. A bit of a, a leads or nothing type.
4: Yeah, I thought it was a little disappointing last week, even after leading. The time wasn't really there. The one that can come top two and might be bigger odds is Clifton Flyer. Perfectly boxed out in box eight and did a... Uh, Performed a PB 22.57 last start. Will stay relatively wide on the track. Good and pretty strong over the 4.05.
2: Einsteinian, by the way, was talking to Connections uh, at Kangton on Saturday. Not likely to see that dog back at Kangton over the 3.80 uh, sooner rather than later. They also said to me, okay. and you're, you you don't like the dog over 3.80. They, they do. They also said to me, Stop talking the dog up, James. Just, just don't mention it. Every time you don't mention him, he goes all right. Every time you did. Yeah, look what happened last (laughs) week. He he went as well as Cal's car did uh, last (laughs) week.
3: (laughs) Again, Cal should have gone
2: to odd hours. that's right. What do we got at Cannington headquarters on Saturday night, Uh, Live? This is compelling racing coming up.
3: Very thrilling racing, in fact. The All Stars Sprint heats group two here in Heat One, which is Race Four. Very, very good field. Engage. We've got Kiss Me Linda out of box one. Of course, more deductions who won the Mandra Cup last week for Paul Stewart jumping out of box three. And, you know, Pixie Minelli out of box two. Also, Jackson County who had a pretty good performance in the Mandra Cup as well. So, very, very good field. I know, James, you said you're with more deductions here.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the dog follows up here. Good field, though. Uh, More deductions, though. A dog on the up. Uh, and uh yeah I, I do I do like it here for this for this race,
4: yeah, tough race. I thought Pixie Minnelli was a better run the more deductions in the Mandra Cup final um was behind and I thought was making up ground, which I was very surprised about. I'm actually going to go with Hasty Guess here. I thought the run was absolutely massive behind Flake Minelli last start. Got into a bit of bother and was taking ground off those two dogs and um, is a very strong dog. I think more reduction cuts him into it.
2: Hasty Guess is happy to stay wide. From there can run on and I think we'll get over the top of Pixie Minelli late. A well, form line on Hasty Guess is absolutely superb at the moment. Racing over the 600 and the 520. Hasn't missed a top three placing past uh, six or seven starts at... Going really well, so yeah, certainly a danger. The dog I'm interested in seeing go around at Kangton, guys. Jackson County, been a bit of a surprise packet, I think, for Damien Credelli down at Mandra. Uh, we haven't obviously seen it on this track uh, as of yet, so I'm, you know, it's not any kind of standout, but it's a dog I'd s- describe as a plucky. Type, you know, r- runs on and uh, and kind of bobs up when you, you don't expect it. I- I'm interested to see what it can do at Cannington.
4: Yeah, I think it might struggle with the Cannington bends. I just want to see it have the run at Cannington first and how it navigates those corners. It can get a little wide on the corner at Mandurah. So, obviously, Cannington's a tighter track. So, it'll be interesting to see how he runs, but in great form.
2: All right. Uh, your hasty guess on more deductions. Uh, got a selection there, look, look,
3: I Look, I am definitely leaning towards more deductions, but I'd say Pixie Minnelli is the danger. I mean, watching the replay back from last week, it was between Pixie and more deductions. And Pixie Manelli. if she can lead, I think she can win. So it's really all about that. But as we are aware, more deductions is a very strong finisher. So it could really go either way here.
2: All right. What about this next heat, the following race, race five uh, there, Leia?
3: Heat two, which is, yeah, race five, as you mentioned. Another strong field, of course. Sunset Toxic ran well in the cup last week. And this box will certainly be an advantage drawn out of box one. Drawn next to a speedy chaser, Mermaid Manelli in box two. We also see the distal p- distance potential. potential. Potential winner, historic time out of box eight. But how will he go from this wider draw?
4: I think it's going to be pretty tough for historic time. Obviously, dropping back to the 5.20, confidence will be up. He led um, the two starts to go over the 600 and was vying for the lead last start over the 600. So in terms of confidence to be up, but it's a very strong race. You had a lot of quick beginners, Sir Monty, uh, Mermaid Minelli comes out. The dog that's boxed to perfection, Sunset Toxic, Box One's perfect and has Mermaid Minelli to the outside. I don't think we've seen the best of this dog. I think this dog's got a lot of talent. Originally, when Sunset Toxic and Sunset Spitfire trialed, I actually thought Sunset Toxic was the better dog. So, um, I think I don't think we've seen the best, and I think from Box One
2: can get the right run and run really quick time. Certainly a dog on the upper, a little bit on the inexperienced side. Mermaid Minelli we know uh, has just been so consistent, perennial. Finalist, uh, and you know, really quick early. Uh, how do how do we how do we like it with the, the one and two? I think it's just
4: a very tough dog to line up week in week out. It kind of doesn't run up to standard, and then comes yeah. out and runs really well. So um, for a dog, um, I I can't work it out myself. So um, I wouldn't actually know how it's going to run. <laughs> right, that's
2: a fair <laughs> comment because I think uh, you you and everyone else and the dog uh probably you're not quite up to it. Mind you, is that uh, Mandra on Friday night uh, and David Hobby was boxing uh, Mermaid Manelli for uh, the, the final of the Mandra Cup and very happy to let everyone know that Mermaid Manelli was the dog that knocked off Tommy Shelby a few weeks ago. So uh, David Hobby, obviously very uh, pleased with that. So, yeah, another open race. It doesn't get any easier in this next heat.
3: No, it doesn't indeed. Again, a very, very strong field here for... Race three,
2: heat three, heat
3: three. Sorry, race six with Sunset Nuclear Starbook, and of course, we see Santa's Magic. We will be chatting to Ben Abercrombie later on, and of course, Quadraro, who had a win last week, and Fernando Star drawn out of box eight. So, really, another good chance. Pretty open field again.
4: Uh, very tough heat, um, very quick early, a lot of early speed in this race. You've got Sunset Nuclear. Starbook, Sanders Magic, Thrift Minelli, all zipped up Fernando Star, all capable of going in the 540s early. So the speed match can be crucial, and I think whoever leads this race will win because there's definitely going to be trouble in behind. I've gone with Sunset Nuclear, similar thought to last start. Starbook likes to carve right up the track from two and is a very quick beginner. Sanders Magic also likes to use a bit of the track. I think those two can take care of the outside division, give Sunset, Sunset Nuclear out their inside run. This dog leads, they
2: won't catch sunset nuclear and I think that's the way it will end up. Yeah, once again, obviously the the litter made of uh, Toxic and, and Spitfire that this <laughs> sensational litter, isn't it? Um I don't know, I, I don't I, mind you, I said this last week and it didn't happen, but I don't mind Starbuck to jump and lead here and clear. I know she does carve uh, carve right there, Cal, but uh quick enough to get out to the front, I think. Uh Tough one, isn't it? I thought uh, Fernando Star wasn't that impressive last week uh, out in Box Eight. Uh, Quartararo, first run at Cainton since his very first start when he ran third in a maiden. That was a long time ago. Santa's Magic's coming back, uh, as you mentioned. We'll talk to, to Ben a bit later on about that dog. Uh, Starbook. I don't know. Just it's it's. Once again, performing well, a little bit unlucky in the in Mandra Cup final last week.
4: Yeah, it did have a fall in that race, which is slightly concerning for a dog that already wants dogs to be on the outside and is probably a bit timid of other dogs. I can't imagine falling is very good for the dog's confidence. And even Thrift Manelli went 5.39 last week early. So there's a lot of speed to the outside. So it'll be interesting to see who leads.
3: It will be. And, you know, I usually would lean towards Quartararo. But as you mentioned, James, you know, has only had one start at Cannington and holds the slowest time out of all the starters here. So... Really could go either way and would be interesting to see how Starbuck performs in this heat. All right, so we're jumping ahead to race three, the 7.15 free-to-all. And I know, James, you're leaning towards inversion here, drawn pretty nicely, but we've also got Flake Manelli back in action
2: Dr. am i am i leaning towards inversion i like the i like the thoughts though you're trying to throw me under the bus there <laughs> we've got flake we've got flake in this one and you're going james you're picking a, a rank outside of this one i think this
3: I was one. listening to greyhound golden you may have meant
2: okay it. mate but look uh no flake for me on this one I got to say this is the yeah the race 3 on saturday night uh we've seen this dog winning over the 600 and the 500 cal we know what a superb performer she is over the 7.15. Back, finally, gets a run in the 7.15. This it, Just in the slot. And I know you're probably going to come up with a counter thing. It's not inversion, is it? Um, a counter argument to me. But uh, I, I think, you know, Flake, back to the 7.15, just wins. Yeah, well, I think the most surprising thing is they put a free-for-all over 7.15 for <laughs> Flake Minelli.
4: Um But, yeah, I think Flake Manelli leads and wins. I wouldn't dive into any price just based off... What I saw last night, if Javel Slick drew inside Flake, I, I'd be very confident in Javel Slick potentially causing an upset. I like what I saw. Um, the dog's got a lovely action. He walks around like he's, he's the boss, and he pulled up really well after the race. So I think he can improve and um, maybe run a place for eight. But it looks tough, and I think Flake should lead and win. You. You've obviously got a
2: bit of an inside uh, info on Javel vell You You took the dog to the track. Last night, helping out for the Shinners Kennel.
4: I did, yeah. I took him to the track, gave him a little walk around before the races and walked him around after and he pulled up like he hadn't even gone round. So I think that's a good sign and he's, yeah, a very lovely dog. You take him to the track again this week? Uh, I don't think so, so... Okay, well, that might it, be the difference, Cal. That might be the difference. <laughs> and, yeah, if he doesn't go well,
2: I'll be putting my hand up to take him to the track next time. What do you think, Leigh? You, you like Flake here?
3: I do like Flake, but I'm also very curious about Van Buren. What are you guys' thoughts on this dog at the moment?
2: Yeah, what's, what, what, what is up with this dog? We, we're expecting more than maybe this dog uh, can give, do you think, Cal? I think he's too brilliant for 7.15. Don't think he out and out gets the 7.15. I
4: think the last 100 metres, uh, he gets a little bit slow, and I think he probably is a perfect 600-metre dog, and he he can run time. 42-24 uh, is not bad over the 7.15, but I think he might be just a little bit too good for the 7.15.
2: All right, okay. Looking forward to uh, seeing that dog form on Van Buren, though. Been pretty handy, so can't really knock him there. That's all we've got for our coverage of the highlights of the weekend. We're going to have a short break. But prior to that, here's a message from our sponsor.
3: Auto Owls, of course, is family-owned and operated. The number one priority is to get to know you and your car personally. Whether it be a logbook service, mechanical repairs, air conditioning or electrical, they can help. Cal, I'm speaking to you. For your convenience, Auto Hours offers 24 hours servicing. They are located at 13 Seven Oak Street, Bentley, which is just a stone throw away from Cannington. So you could always pop over to Cannington for the $25 Palmy Pint and Punt while you get your car serviced. Maybe even make your money back for the service. And if you'd like to get in contact with Auto Owls, head to their website, autoowls.com.au, check out their Facebook page, or you can contact them on six double two zero seven five zero eight.
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.
2: We are back, and of course, Saturday night, heats of the Group 2 All-Star Sprint. One of the men who has a very keen interest in that series is Ben Abercrombie. He's got uh, Santa's Magic going around there. Ben, how are you?
5: Yeah, super, James.
2: Good. To, Everything's uh, good. Yeah, good. Good to hear, mate, uh, and good to have you on the show. Well, just let, let's get right into it. Santa's Magic, uh, you, you've got this dog, uh, firing back in form now, and now you're heading into a, a group race series.
5: Yeah, I think he's up to it. He's got a lot of abilities. He's um, had some experience, so he can handle the bit better company. There was there was no qualms uh, having a crack at it with him, you know. Um, he's only had a couple of starts back from a break, but he's bouncing around, and he's, he's won two of his last three, so he's hit a little bit of form.
4: He's had quite a lengthy time away from the track. Is there numerous reasons for that or one reason for that?
5: Yeah, Carlum, he, um, he had a toe injury, so it held us up. and um, Yeah, a couple of months and got him back to where we need to be. So, yeah, it was a, one of those little sort of small problems, but ended up taking a few few months to get him right, you know?
3: Now, the Greyhound, there's a bit of a story behind the naming of this Greyhound. Could you tell us a little bit more about it?
5: Yeah, it's a good, good one. It's a bit of a story. Um, I naturally, I've been year-round sports in my life. I grew up in New South Wales playing soccer out in the Western Districts where there was a big European influence. And uh, some guys I grew up with, um, one of their brothers came over. Uh, he started. He signed for the Perth Glory last year, and um, we reacquainted and became quite close and got him involved in a greyhound, and his name's uh, Brendan Santalab a.k.a. Santa. So um, that's where the name for Santa's Magic came from, and he, he owns a share.
2: He must be pretty pleased with the way the dog's going then. Silky skills like he had on the pitch.
5: Yeah, he was a bit of a legend in the A-League, Brendan. The um, uh, highest goal scorer there at the Wanderers for the club's history. Um, he only had the one season with Perth, but he had a close association with the coach. Brought him over and, uh, yeah, no, he's King keen, keen sportsman, racing You know, anything competitive, I think.
4: And another dog in your kennel, go get him soda. was the quickest run home of the 7.15, so we definitely know the dog gets the 7.15. How's the dog going, and uh, do you think he can break through soon?
5: Yeah, tough ask this week there, Cullen. She's a full sister to uh, Santa's Magic. Their grandmother was a bitch called Miss Marley that Peter Say trained. Um, Been a terrific producer and was... As strong as an ox, and looks like Go Get Them Soda's inherited quite a lot of that trait. Um, I think she'd run a thousand metres like last week. She, she likes to use a bit of the track, so she probably covered a bit more than the 715. Being that she had a 500 on the Monday into that race onto the Saturday really is a testament of how strong she is. So we well, always thought she'd run it, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, we had to have a crack and. Um, yeah, she ran a really, really competitive race. So I think she'll get better in time. She'll just learn to stay and become a bit more of a race dog. She's got a little bit of a silly trade at the moment where she wants to sort of run around the outside fence. But um, I think she's going to be uh, pretty handy if we can just keep, a, keep her up and get a fit and, you know, when I say fit, fit for the 700.
2: Takes on Flake uh, this week in the, in the free-to-all at Cannington, obviously.
5: Yeah, it's given her a bit of a start in experience. It's um, probably the fastest dog we've seen in, in, our, in our state for a while. Um, so, I don't know, maybe look at running a potential placing. But um, I'm just keen to run her over 700, so we, we had to sort of roll the dice that we'd, we'd be in against some some um, handy types, you know, and it's a free-to-all field um, I think go get them Soda, you know, there's not going to be a huge amount of pace on. She'll probably posse up into a good position. Hopefully she can get into a placing early and maybe hold that sort of run. Like any stayer, I've had a few good ones over the years. You've got to just harden them up to the distance, and, and she just needs miles. So not too worried necessarily about the opposition, but, um, yeah, races are probably set up for the favourite, I'd say.
2: And uh, overall, you've got uh, a partnership there with, with Helen. So, you guys breed your, your own greyhounds. What's, uh, what's, what's happening on that end of the, the operation?
5: Yeah, we're both pretty busy at the moment. So, um, it's carried the operation down. Um, well, Helen's obviously in charge of the breeding. So, it, it, it's more her department. Um, we've obviously been there and done it uh, a fair bit over the years. So, um, we sort of know where we're at. Whether we build the team up and, and, and start to... Like, obviously, the line's going to be there, you know, go get them it could potentially be a brood bitch. It's Helen's line she's bred out of for the last 10 or 12 years now. Um, there's a couple of other bitches there that, you know, uh, still maybe she can carry the line, but there's no immediate sort of plans on breeding at the moment. We're just happy with the small team and we're both busy at work. So, yeah, just going on slowly just at the minute.
2: Speaking of being there, uh, doing that, you've had some really good dogs over the stretch, uh, the ones that spring to mind, of course, Hot Irish, uh, you know, Rockpool Takahashi was another one, and Party Hotshot, mm. a, a, a dog that uh, maybe never saw its full potential.
5: Yeah, I've been lucky like that. Uh, Hot Irish actually won the All Stars. Mm. Um, when I grew up in Sydney, I always wanted to win the Derby because Jimmy Coleman kept winning the Derby. So that was kind of like my penciled race of, at Wentworth Park. But over here, um, I always thought the All-Stars was the holy grail for the locals um, because, you know, many years the Perth Cup became, you know, a, a huge race with big sponsorship and, and massive prize money. So you'd get the likes of, of your Jason Thompsons and your Tony Bretts come over and it was almost untouchable for us. So the All-Stars was something that I really focused in on and um, to win it was, you know, it was a thrill. Um, Hot Irish started pretty short that night. She grew favourably. It was a bit of a one-act affair, so, you know, when you go into the race favourite and you win it, it's kind of like, yeah, good. Um, but, yeah, going into this series this week, um, ah, it's a super series, you know, it's it's terrific prize money. It just goes to show what where our economy's at and where racing's going forward. So, getting back to those other dogs, yeah, very, very fortunate to have some, some good dogs over the years. Um, you touched on Party Hot Shot. He, he was a favourite of mine, good mate of mine, Dan Beadle, bred him, Um You know, I remember him. We talked about the mating. He showed me the pedigree, and then um, he came into my care. And uh, he was a fantastic dog. He had an untapped amount of ability, but he just he just raced at an awkward period, and he never really got to prove himself. I didn't believe, and he he struck a bit of an injury, and he was retired quite young. But um, yeah, I've had a lot of really, really good dogs, but. He just had breathtaking ability. Like he could break a track record and never see the track. You know, in a trial, uh, I took him to Sandown, and there was a guy there that clocked him, and he said, oh, that's the fastest dog that's gone around here in a year." And I said, "I've just bought him over from Western Australia, and he's never seen the joint. He just couldn't believe it, you know." And yeah, um, yeah so uh, fun yeah, had some good times over the years.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Party hotshot, as, as as you mentioned, super quick, hot Irish. If not for Miata, in my opinion, would have been. Greyhound of the Year over here. Just happened to hit that kind of period. So, yeah, a lot of good memories for sure.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we, actually, Paul with Miata came through the grades together. Um, she stepped up over the distance and was a phenomenon, you know. But um, we were lucky. We still won plenty of races. Yeah. And she travelled and was very competitive. Um, I'd say, you know, she was she was the bridesmaid that year. Um as in the accolades of... Greyhound of the Year type status, but um, ah, nothing, nothing taken away from miata I mean, yeah, um, terrific dog, Hot Irish. Loved to win, loved to be first. Um, she was lucky; she 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 didn't mind the centre of the track, so box shores didn't come into too much. Like she. When she won a, um, sorry, a semi-final of the Easter egg, she had box eight, and she was in against um, the, the current track record holder, the current greyhound of the year, and the last uh, dog that ran a placing in the Easter egg of the year before. So it was a super, super field. She had box eight, and she beat him yeah. and went into the final. It was
2: phenomenal. You yeah, know? that era was uh, very hot, wasn't it? Look, uh, hopefully Sanders Magic can get up to, to near that level for you. Best of luck uh, on Saturday night, Sanders Magic, and with Go Get Em Soda, Ben. Yeah, appreciate the call, James. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Ben Abercrombie there having a chat to us uh, and engaged in some pretty big races over the weekend. We're going to have a short break. And after we do, Callum has got another controversial point he wants to raise.
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.
3: Welcome back to Go Greyhounds. Callum and James, we have some exciting news around the Palmy Pint and Punt, don't we?
2: Well, this promotion is going off every Tuesday at Mandra, every Wednesday at Cannington. $25 Palmy Pint Punt. And guess what, guys? It was going to finish at the end of November. It's been extended by popular demand through to the end of November. So get on board. That's Tuesday nights. Canning, uh, Cannington is Wednesday nights, uh, Tuesday night. Man, I'm so excited I've, lost, I've <laughs> lost it. Anyway, it's one of the big things that's happening this weekend. Another big one, maybe a little bit bigger, Tommy Shelby going around in the Million Dollar Chase. Wentworth Park Friday night. Yeah, very big race. Um, I think he's suited at an
4: eight, but we'll hear what the expert has to say, uh, the Dish King. Hello, Dishy.
0: Hey lads. How's it going?
4: Yeah, good, thanks. Now, how do you think the speed mapper will be early in this
0: race? Uh, I think the draws made it pretty interesting in the sense that I think the, the big hopes have got pretty good draws. So I see... Um, the one dog Shadow Mist, the three dog Flying Ricardo and the eight dog Tommy Shelby being the ones that are likely to um, push up and, and lead the race and it's interesting to note those three dogs also ran the three quickest times in the semis last week so I think it is going to be a case of whoever finds the top is going to win the race and I've got it narrowed down for those three, four potential leaders.
4: And if you have to have a give it, overall tip who do you think is going to likely get that right run into that first corner?
0: I'm leaning towards Shadow Mist. And if you'd asked me that question, um, you know, last week, I wouldn't have found Shadow Miss, but I was just really taken by its semi-final run, especially its first split. So it's gone 5.40 early, which is the quickest of any of the qualifiers. Now, if you'd told me that last week, I'd be saying no chance that Shadow Miss can can run that. Um, But basically, it's come out of the six box last week and put together that really quick first split. And then it's got the the one draw um, for tomorrow night. So that's kind of what's pushing me towards the one. I think the three and the eight are the ones that can challenge. And I think um, the other thing that's worthwhile noting with Tommy Shelby is it doesn't have any speed around it. So dogs four, five, six, and even the seven, you know, aren't bullets out of the gates. So I think... Because there's that speed on the inside, the 1, 2 and 3 could potentially squeeze up. If they do that, I think Tommy Shelby gets all the favours because it kind of can come from the eight box and just slingshot across and, and find the front. Um, but yeah, I'm really favouring the bookends in the 1 and the 8 and I think whoever finds the top is probably going to be able to go ahead and, and run a time good enough to win the race.
4: And later on in the night, we've got the, uh, the Sydney Cup. Can we get a tip there and maybe another tip for the rest of the card?
0: Yeah, no trouble. So Sydney Cup race seven, um, it's probably lost a little bit of intrigue with the two dog tornado tears coming out this morning. So that kind of changed the race complexion a little bit. I was keen on the one, um, Here's Tears, and I still am keen on Here's Tears because I think you can lead. Obviously, the main threat is in the seven, being sunset Burbsky, and I would have probably preferred here's te- uh, sorry, would have preferred Tornado Tears to remain in the race because you're then getting a bit of a better price about the one. Um, but the one's still around $2.60, and I think you can find the front, and I think you can hold out the rest of the field. So I like number one, Here's Tears, in the Sydney Cup. And if I was pressed for one more, I'd probably go to race eight, which is the $1,000,000 chase consolation. It's a pretty open race, and I think there's a lot of dogs with potential chances to win the race, but I'm looking for value here. I like the six dog. It's been in good form, Tennessee Tiger. I think if it can jump, it can run a time good enough to win the race. That's around about 9.50. And the other one I'd be playing into is number eight, Aston Zodiac, who was really quick away last week and ran a time that could win this race. So race eight, numbers six and eight for a bit of value
2: in the consolation. All right, there he- we go. Dish King, thank you very much for your thoughts uh, on the big program there at Wentworth Park. Obviously, over here, we'll be cheering uh, Tommy Shelby on for a big result out there.
0: Yeah, and Cal always tells me that I uh, undervalue the WA Greyhounds, and I'm definitely not doing it in this instance because I think Tommy's a massive chance. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Tommy is every chance and all the best, and thanks for having me on.
2: Oh, good stuff. Thank you very much. That is music to our ears Now, Cal... What is this issue that you'd like to raise or you'd like to to see taken a look at here?
4: Well, I have um, an issue with the maidens and novices and how the dogs are selected. Now, you have a dog that was a reserve runner in a maiden race uh, from box, uh, was a reserve, uh, got box nine, had two starts. It actually quality trialed pretty quick in 22-22, which for a maiden grade over the 380s, pretty quick. There was other dogs in the race. One had 25 starts and hadn't had a win, and, and there was another one from box eight that had 13 starts and hadn't had a win. Now, we have these dogs that are lightly raced and potentially were unlucky in the runs, and uh, when they are the better dogs in the field and are copying reserves. I think it's a bit harsh for a dog with two starts to then put him as reserve when you have dogs that have had 25 starts and 13 starts to show what they have. Another example was in a novice race. Glenn Keeping missed out, was actually second reserve, uh, so got box, well, was in box 10 for the race, and then. Had seven starts, one win, and three seconds, which is pretty good for a young dog. Um, for getting three seconds and a win after seven starts is good. In the race, Dynamic Diesel forty-six starts, two wins, one second, and there was another one, Subway Demon twenty-seven starts, one win, five seconds, and hadn't placed in its last eight. Now, I think we need to be cap- I think we need to uh, cater to the lightly race dogs, the dogs on the up that have improvement, rather than giving the dogs that have had forty-six and twenty-seven times to get through the
2: novice grade. Well, as far as I'm aware, the the Order of choice, i which dogs get in in preference to other dogs, is based on the last three runs, Cal, with preference or weighting given to, to the very last run.
4: Yeah, so Glen Keeping, who's had seven starts, one win, three seconds, I'm not sure how that doesn't get a run, and Subway Demon, who's had 27 starts, one win, five seconds, and hasn't placed in its last eight, gets a run.
2: Not sure. It's uh, you, I can one... sort
4: of understand the main one, because uh, you probably can't get subjective with it about trial times and all that, but um i don't understand the novice one. I think it needs to be looked at all right
2: who are you suggesting uh takes this up cal who wh- who is this rocket aimed at uh, I'm not sure whoever's in, involved <laughs> in grading races fields okay all right, so we might take that up with the the grader Peter Hal later on okay, there we go gee, we covered a lot there palmy Pint punt. Callum's rant and, of course, Tommy Shelby, who we're all cheering on on uh, Friday night, aren't we?
3: Yes, of course. And we can't forget we also have Wallba- Wallbanger. We've got a lot of WA owners with him as well. And I think, you know, potential chance here, he's, you know, waging more and awesome catch drawn on other sides, slower beginners, so... Has a good chance. If we don't see Tommy win, we'd love to see the other WA chaser win for sure.
2: Plenty your WA interest there in the million-dollar chase. Uh, we will take a short break, and on the other side, we'll be catching up with David Short from Tab Touch.
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.
3: We are back here on Go Greyhounds, and as always, we have the pleasure of having David Short from Tab Touch. Shorty, how are you doing?
6: I'm really well, thanks, Leia, JB. Cal, great to be with you guys. How's the show going today?
2: Good, been a very good one. Even better for having you on it uh, there, mate. Uh, Plenty to get through, obviously, a big uh, night of chasing at uh, Kangton there last night. And Kabago is back, baby. First win since uh, taking out the WA Oaks earlier this year.
6: Absolutely, yeah. Um, great to see Cody Charles back in the winner's list there with Kabago last night. Very impressive performance. A couple of dogs that we've touched on. A little on this program uh, in recent weeks to the fore. Um, I know, JB, you've got a very high opinion of Barefoot Tycoon. Yes. It's a really impressive winner in 2981 last night. It looks to be able to just work through the grades and the way that it hits the line, you'd suggest there's a future there over longer trips heading forward. Uh, Cody had further success with Sapphire Rose uh, deeper into the program. Uh, this winning spree of Counting Kuna continues on there last night. It was a, a wonderful performance winning in a hot 2158. Now, the dog, that finished runner-up, we've got in our black book, Ivy Ismere will be winning a race in the next little patch, probably with counting Kuna not in the race, <laughs> uh, but Ivy Ismere is a dog we can follow with confidence. It will be winning over the next uh, couple of weeks. Weston Ari's won well in sub-30, 29.96. Weston True was a hot winner, 21.82. It, uh, you'd suggest, would work through the grades. Another good night for the chilly man with Mega Kuna getting up deeper into the program. Gypsy's Mindy for Joe Daly in 22. Flattened. Uh, Need more Coonar made it a massive night out for the chilly man Michael Johnson taking out the last race on the car but an excellent Wednesday night program.
2: Yeah plenty to come out of for sure yeah County Cooner seven in a row now and you mentioned yeah Michael Johnson three winners on the night also for that uh, ownership syndicate on the far Dennis Kerr obviously the manager there they're having a great run with these uh, Cooner dogs but one shorty dog I wanted to mention uh, you skipped over it uh was runner-up to Weston Aries, Jumbo Jet, your dog. Uh, What are we, uh, you know, obviously a bit of improvement there, running second.
6: Yeah, look, he copped a pretty nasty bump through that first corner and uh, went on with the job really well. Well, I think he's a dog that's just going to need a bit of racing to work out what it's all about. But every time he goes to the races, he's getting better and, I think sort of give him five or six more runs um, and we'll start to see the best of him. Maybe an inside draw wouldn't hurt either. So I might have to lean on the man in the studio there with you to find out what he does to get all these reds for Clifford the Big Red Dog, Buster <laughs> the Brute. So maybe some of that can rub off on us and we can get a draw somewhere down near the fence for the big boy Jumbo.
4: Right, last night, I thought he'd been watching the replays of Mermaid Minnelli. You of talk off to the outside fence early.
6: Yeah, he's, he's still learning to cope. He, he, what was good last night, he actually went round dogs. So previously, he'd sort of only stay and wait for the door to open up on the rail. So hopefully starting to work out a bit of track navigation. And as I've alluded to, while he's um, the same age as Tommy Shelby, being a full brother, he's been in the kennel with injuries over the last six or seven months while everyone else has been racing. So he's still a bit, little bit puppy, uh, puppy-like puppy when he goes to the races and working it all out. But. Uh, there's a big engine there and hopefully in the coming weeks we can start to see a few wins on the board for him
2: uh, hey you mentioned uh, a full brother there to Tommy Shelby in terms of selecting the dog was that a sliding doors moment or or from your perspective or you you just got what you were given
6: no we got effectively we got what we were ah, given okay. which is okay um, yep. we knew that the litter were going well um, he funnily enough jumbo jet basically broke in on par with with what Tommy Shelby did, so um, it's just a matter of, yeah, he hasn't had much luck on the way through, he's he's had um, a lot of niggling issues, nothing major, which is great, and he's got a lot of racing left in him, so um, yeah, hopefully as time goes on um, I don't think we've got the illusions of grandeur that it will be another Tommy Shelby but if he can, uh, can, can up the ante a little bit to run on race night, what he trials and we'll win plenty of races
2: Alright, well yeah, hopefully a win uh, is uh, not too far around the corner, hey, tonight's racing down there at Mandra. I thought there's plenty uh, to, to look out for for a Thursday night, uh, not least of which the return of Sunset Spitfire here in Race 5. Well,
6: no, absolutely. This is exciting. Um, the emerging star of WA Greyhound racing, Sunset Spitfire, undefeated after four starts. Every time he's gone to the track, he's blown the clock up. And just great to see him back. He, it's only been a couple of months on the sidelines, less than that. So, um, obviously, nothing too major, which is really encouraging. Um, you'd expect him to absolutely destroy this line-up there tonight. Um, I think Marlou missed out there in box number eight, probably runs... Uh, a, a good second, some seven or eight lengths behind Sunset Spitfire. But, um, gee, he's an exciting dog. and uh, That'll be a real highlight on the program tonight. There's 7.57 WA time. Make sure you tune in.
2: Yes. And another couple of races I, I like the look of, at least some dogs of, of interest out of there. Race seven, jumping out of box seven again. Matsumi's won its last three PB over the 405. Last start comes, that was out of box seven, comes back to the 302 uh, this week. Box seven's prominent uh, down there tonight.
6: Yeah, most definitely. And um comes up against uh Hotfield in a in free to all class. So Matsumi's been working his way through the grades in much easier races. This is no doubt the acid test for the dog tonight. I thought Daisy Field in box five Um, Looked pretty well placed in that particular race. Um, One last hurrah drawn down to the insides, well placed as well in the race. But Matt Toomey on recent form, if he can handle the step up in class and run similar time to last start, can absolutely be competitive.
2: All right, indeed. That's uh, tonight at Mandra. What about uh, the next few mites? Just quickly, Shorty, uh, Friday night and Saturday night.
5: Yeah, yeah, look, just a couple of yeah. nice
6: bets on that card tonight as well. I thought Tinsel Doll was super last time; it should be winning again. Race eight, number two. Uh, no Tax stood out to me as a really good bet in race nine. It's been airborne for Glenn Price, and um, off recent performances, should take all the stopping. I saw a bit of three fifty last night. If anything near that, that's a great bet. Yeah, uh, another and, one from Boss uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Lou Lee again. The Black Rug looks a, a super chance of knocking off just Terminal in that race. So I didn't have much between those two, and there's a big price differential. So it could be all about the Black Rug tonight there at Mandra On to Friday night, and oh, the best bet on the program, uh, you can hit up the man in the studio, because I think Buster the Brute just is drawn to perfection. Uh, it's got the rail straw. We know he's comfortable there, but he's also got riding shotgun Royce Manelli, who likes to use plenty of the track. So, Buster's going to get beautiful run early in the race. Uh, once he sees the arm, I don't think they'll see which way he's gone. So race seven number one, Buster Brute's the best bet Friday night. And uh, looking for a bit of value, I, I was with Cerberus Manelli last week. I thought it was an excellent run, um, but it's not always brilliant to begin. I think there might be dogs out wide that come over. Webleck Fire, who was our best last week, um, saluted. But it should draw speed force over with it, Webleck Fire, in this race. and. I think that might set it up for the pink uh, speed force to run a a race at each way odds. So race four, number eight, on an each-way basis, speed force in what's a deep race, but the best of them busted the brute there on Friday.
2: All right, and just really quick first, Cannington on Saturday there?
6: Pete to the All-Stars, ripper night of chasing to look forward to there. And um, I thought Hairpin Trigger looked well placed in uh, race eight, number three. Uh, should be a little bit of value about it, and um, I would expect it to run a really good race. And earlier in the card, Mild Marcus off the inside draw, coming off a good win from the pink last week, race two, number one, Mild Marcus.
2: Good stuff. Obviously, we a big, uh, big cheer to Tommy on Friday as well. Oh,
6: indeed. Uh, all of WA right behind Tommy. did a Zoom call with Steve with us earlier this morning. Tommy is set to peak for tomorrow night in the Million Dollar Chase final. Go, Tommy.
2: All right, good stuff. Thank you, Shorty. Callum, real quick, your tips for the next couple. Uh, Tonight, race three, number one, Landish Boy.
4: Race six, number five, Junkyard Dare. And on Friday night... Race seven, number one, Buster Brute. Race
2: eight, number eight, Cheeky Ricky. Guys, plenty to look forward to. it uh, been a pleasure to have your company once again. Looking forward to the big racing, and uh, we'll
1: catch everyone else next week
2: on Go Greyhounds.
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.